Welcome in. This is your live chat for this week's PGA Championship. I'm Rick Gaiman, and for the next hour or so, we're going to do all things PGA Championship, whatever you want. Uh, it's it's your time. It's question and answer. It's me rambling. It's all the things you could imagine you need and probably a lot of the things that you don't. Two things before we get rocking and rolling here. Go ahead, hit the like button. Costs you nothing. Goes a long way for me. I think that's a pretty fair trade. And if you have questions, you have comments, you have concerns, drop them in the chat. I'll make sure to get through as many as possible. A ton of content already out this week. DFS preview, betting preview. I went on the ringer. I went on with Pat Mayo. Uh, Just a ton of stuff going on. So you've probably heard me say a lot and I'll do my best to uh, consolidate those thoughts for the next hour or so. And then finally, this is brought to you by Jock Market. They have huge news this week. We'll talk about, about that in just a little bit. But There are questions waiting, and Paul's question is up first. He says, hey, Rick, thoughts on Garrick Higo. Would you gamble on him over guys like Tringale or Varner? So, you know, the the European guys are certainly the the, um, shiny object, right? I I think that Tringale, especially because with his short game um, and and how how improved he's, he's been over the last 18 months, I think is being a little disrespected this week. I think he's flying under the radar a little bit. So I, I am pretty bullish on Tringale, but uh, what Higo's done, I think he's got four consecutive top eight finishes, uh, a win, and he might have two wins in that stretch. He's now in like the top 50 in the world, big raw, long-hitting lefty, uh, young. He's like 21 years old. So um, it's it's always hard to kind of compare the European Tour guys to the PGA Tour. So I'd probably stick with Tringale in this situation, but I wouldn't mind it as much over Harold Varner III. That's the way that I would treat him. Next up, Patrick says, is there any access to players practice rounds at events and would you ever put any merit on it? He said, I watched JT spray drives on the driving range and it gave me some concern. So... Uh, I, I was actually just looking at this because sometimes, not that there's a, a pro-am this week, but sometimes on the media site, um, they will show you the pro-am results. And I kind of wanted to see what's going on right now. It just looks like they're testing things. Uh, because if you believe the leader, the media leaderboard, uh, Jim Herman shot a uh, 16 under par today and he made an ace on number two, which would have been an albatross and another albatross on three. Uh, so I don't think that's what actually happened. I think that volunteers are out there making sure everything is working properly. So sometimes I can see like the pro-am data, uh, but to answer your question, I'm not putting as much merit on it, especially driving range sessions. Uh, but I will say there are some guys, uh, you know, we've heard reports from guys on the ground, Mark Immelman, we have on the ground there, uh, Doug Bell from CBS, we have on the grounds there. I've had, had an opportunity to chat with both of those guys, you know, Bryson was kind of spraying it. Mark described it as uh, all pockets open, I believe is what he said, where you're playing pool and it, everything's going in every direction. Um, you know, Rom similarly was didn't seem as sharp, according to Doug Bell. Uh, DJ looked good, from what I understand. Morikawa hitting some good shots out there. Um, I'm not putting too much weight in it, but I, I, I think it's interesting because I like golf. I'm a golf fan. Sean says, I'm in a draft that my last pick will be 120th. Interesting. Any thoughts on three to five people that could be available around there that Mike might make the cut? All right, well, let's pull up the cheat sheet because I'm going to need some help here. Uh, all the tools you see uh, on my channel and everywhere else that I that I do things uh, are from my site. It's rickrungood.com, so you can check these out. So we're talking about 120th. We've got to scroll down pretty far here. Call it sub 7K. 
Um, maybe you could, could you get a Stuart sink? Could you get a Ryan Palmer there? I mean, they're more popular. I, I don't know. You know, it's, it's always interesting what kind of rating systems, uh, other, other people are going to use. If you want to go even further than that, you know, I don't have any problem with, uh, Dean Burmeester. He's a, he's a South African coming over playing, uh, this week, Garrick Higo already mentioned him, um, trying to see i mean mav mcneely i think is super risky but he pops at least which is nice you know he might finish fourth or miss the cut uh, a little bit riskier so those would be some of the guys that i would target sean good luck hank hill good to see you is there a stat that has either grown on you or have uh you you value less as the week has gone on um for me it's probably around the green you know it, some of the reports and i see there's a question here so i'll, I'll kind of combine these questions so brian says uh, did anything that Mark say about the conditions yesterday make you lessen or expand your exposure to players? So if you missed this, um, uh, the first cut podcast that I host for CBS sports, we had Mark Immelman on, he was down there for the practice round yesterday. He's obviously down there today. He's sending us photos. He's sending us videos. Um, he scared the daylights out of us. He said, if you're under par, you win this golf tournament, which I was like, oh my God. You know, he said 471s, which would be four under, uh, will win this golf tournament. He described how difficult these conditions are. He described the wind. He describes the length. Um, and it, and it kind of got me shaking in my boots. So to answer that with Hank, Hank Hill's question, um, I'm getting much more bullish around short game. Uh, it, it appears there, we saw, uh, Mark said, John Rahm, and we heard this from John Rahm himself. These guys are hitting like five and uh, four iron into these greens. And when you start doing that, the dispersion, it starts to widen. And when the dis dispersion starts to widen, you're going to get a lot of missed greens. Uh, so I think short game is probably something that I'm growing on as the week goes on. If you have not watched, um, that, that segment from Mark, it's available on, on, uh, the first cut podcast, YouTube channel or on the pod. It's, it's fascinating stuff. And then Brian says, I'm looking forward to the card opening. Yeah, I've got one more uh, card break in my career. I'm going to retire from breaking cards uh, or streaming breaking cards after this, but it's been a lot of fun. If you want to be a part of it, I've got like a few spots left. They'll probably be gone today, but shoot me an email. Uh, hey, Rick, Chris, Kirk, Chris Kirk's accuracy off the tee. Oh, can his accuracy off the tee make up for his lack of distance? So... Oh, another guy enjoyed the artifact cards unpacking. Oh, thank you. So that's maybe I shouldn't retire. Maybe it's more popular than I thought. Um, so yeah, I'm not as worried. I, I like you got to play from the fairway or at least be inside of it, right? We had this discussion or also on the first cup pod this morning when we were talking to Doug Bell, you know, US opens with thick rough that keeps the ball in play right? There's no run out. You, if you miss the fairway or you land in the fairway and it runs into the rough, it's stopping within a few yards. Um, here, there's this natural area all around that your ball is going to just keep going. And when your ball keeps going and it's on this kind of like hard pan, sandy, weird, awkward stuff, it can keep going. It can get behind trees. It can run out into hazards. It can, um, it's not an area that is, that is well-maintained. So it is, it, you are at the mercy of the lie. Um, I'm, I'm, much more thinking you have to be maybe not in the fair, but you gotta be around it. You cannot be very wide here. Hit the like button, says Mike. Thank you very much. Is Webb Simpson's injury status a concern? Should we consider a fade? All right, so let's pull up his holy grail here because I think there's two things that we have to talk about with Webb Simpson. Not only is it the injury, but also the uh, his recent play. Let's let's just kind of roll with that. So first of all, I'm not as concerned about the injury. From, from everything I've heard uh, from the little birdies that we have out at the course, Webb Simpson is 100% healthy. I don't think maybe they would tell us otherwise, uh, but, but from all accounts, 
he seems to be good, ready to rock and roll. So is his game in good form? Well, the last time we saw him was RBC Heritage. We're talking about a month ago at this point, and he was dynamite. He actually lost strokes around the green, which is something he rarely does. He lost strokes putting, which is something he rarely does, and he still finished ninth. That's probably an event that he should have won. As I start to build on the week and look at guys that are going to find enough fairways, sure, distance might be an issue, but he's not he's not that short. Like he's fine. It's whatever he puts it out there. Um, and, and then you start leaning on the irons and the short game. I'm starting to build on web, starting to build on web. Why is DK have Ricky as a higher salary than Ryan Palmer? Because Ricky Fowler is the most popular golfer on planet earth. Uh, based on what the weather looks like right now, if you had to correlate your teams, would you still care more about distance or scrambling? If I only can choose one of those, I kind of care about scrambling. Let's look at the wind. So this is really cool. Um, this is WindFinder, which is easily the coolest website ever because it shows you not only like what the live wind is doing right now, but also what it's expected to be doing over the course of the week. So I'm pretty sure I've got 18 green here. So this is the ocean course. It kind of, I think this is the front nine. It kind of goes out here away from the clubhouse, uh, you know, four, five, uh, three, four, five. It turns around here. This is that part three where it starts heading south and then it comes back to the west here and then you cross over and you you know here's the clubhouse you go uh, i think it's like 10 11 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 and then you're finishing up at the clubhouse so the spot that i have basically clicked here is uh 18 green uh, essentially somewhere in that area so this easterly winds 15 miles an hour and even 15 miles an hour on this very exposed golf course moves thing moves things you know i was getting texts from people at the course showing me videos and saying this is this is a light breeze and it was like the flags you know, bending a little bit. It's it's a very exposed golf course. And you start to look at what it's going to do over the course of the next couple of days. You know, Thursday, uh, this is Thursday morning. This is Thursday afternoon. You're kind of looking in that, uh, you know, 10 to 15 mile an hour range. Uh, Friday looks like it's going to kick Friday morning, right? Friday afternoon as well. Friday is going to be tough. Friday is going to be real tough. Uh, Saturday, getting a slight change in the direction but it looks like it might just be the easiest of the days if this stuff holds. And then Sunday, um, here's where it flips. Uh, the wind flips Southwest. So all week long, it's an Easterly wind flips to the West on Sunday. Those guys are going to have a very difficult time adjusting. I think we're going to see a lot of difficult shots and a lot of high scores being made Friday and Sunday is, is the way that I think this is going to pan out. Let me find my spot here. Hey, Rick, I'm desperate of a good finish in my one and done. 60% of my league has already used ROM. 59% has already used Speeth. Is there any reason for me not to pick Speeth? No, I don't think so. And I had a similar situation, Rob. I um, basically, same thing. You know, like 60% had already used Speeth. A lot of the guys ahead of me had already used Speeth. And I know he was going to be popular. I know he was going to be chalky. But when guys don't have access to using him, they can't. So yes, I think you should just probably play Speeth. Looks like answer Neiman, Casey, Connors, Burns, and Bradley are going to be the chalk in the seven K range. I actually, um, I was surprised last I checked and I just reran the projections here at rickrungood.com and Sam Burns, uh, continues to be, yeah, okay. He did pick up a little bit of steam. So now he's closer to 9%. Uh, you know, before the week started, uh, with what he did last week, I thought he would have been 25%, but the pricing comes out and you have Connors and you have Casey and you have Wallace and you have Keegan and they're all just eating up, uh, all of the, the ownership from one another. So Burns is actually, uh, not even the chalkiest one in that, uh, range. So the question is, if you are optimizing 150 lineups, how many of these guys can you include in your player pool? Ooh, um, well, th th three, 
choose three of them, fade the other three. Um, for me, it would probably be play Burns, Bradley Casey. It's close. I really like Connors, but uh, I would probably play Burns, Bradley Casey. I'm here early, my man. Rick, love, love the content. Best in the biz. Thank you. Just signed up for your site today. Thank you. In your opinion, what is the best stats to run in a custom model? Okay, so here's the custom model, the lineup builder over at rickrungood.com. And I've kind of gone back and forth on all of this over the course of um, you know, the last couple of days. I think 24 rounds continues to be my, my favorite at the moment. I'll generate lineups that are more volatile, kind of more recently or more longer term. Uh, but I do really like the 24 rounds. I think it's a, a very fair uh, place to be. Now we have to weigh around the green, I think pretty significantly. Um, and, and the more I do this, the more I grow on. So let's just call it 25, but I still need off the tee. Let's go 15 there, 15 on approach and 10 on putting. So what I've done is I've created my own weighted strokes gain total. So now I don't need to mess with strokes gain T to green. And I don't need to mess with strokes gain total because I'll start double counting things. And I've already created my own weighted strokes gain total. Um, so then I've got 35, uh, weights left and I probably want to go with, uh, distance for let's call it 10 accuracy for 15. And it leaves me with 10 more and I'll probably just put those on birdie or better. Notice I spread these out. I think most weeks I tend to put like 30, 30, whatever, when we have a very specific, um, a very specific skill set at a lot of these courses, but this is, this is Kiowa. This is the ocean course. You're going to have to have a complete game here. I don't think we can do the normal thing that I like to do. I think we've got to be a little bit flexible. And if we start to look at the names that come to the top, I mean, you're starting to see why, uh, we've got popular guys here. Keegan, number one, Paul Casey, number two, Cameron Tringale, number three, three guys in the $7,000 range. This is also why Tringale to the, the, the question I answered earlier, why he kind of popped off for me a little bit. Then you do get Webb Simpson and Patrick Cantlay. Now say what you want about Patrick Cantlay and what he's been doing, but this is still using his last 24 rounds. Scotty Scheffler's in there. I mean, we don't see a big name until like my 15th ranked golfer. It's Justin Thomas. Hovland's right ahead of him. Xander's up there, but I'm talking in terms of the 10K guys. So, um, you know, this is a really interesting way to build or at least focusing on some of these guys. Brian Harmon, I know not very long off the tee, but gets it done in a lot of different ways. So, uh, and what you'll also notice is, a lot of times when I start plugging in results to the model, the value is like 93, 95. That's the best golfer. This is 77 for Keegan. So it's really not saying I don't, the, the model's saying I don't have a perfect match for you this week, but I've got some guys that I think benefit from, from the stats that you put in. So have at it on rickrungood.com. It is, uh, a new tool, one that debuted at the masters. I believe it to still be in beta. We're still adding new things to it. So, uh, pretty stoked about it. While we're here, uh, got to remind you that this is presented by Jock Market. If you have not played Jock Market yet, um, it's unbelievable. So it's Stock Market DFS. You can bid on golfers tonight. That's what we're going to do in the live stream at 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to go through the bidding phase. It's at 9 o'clock Eastern. The bidding closes and you get allocated shares. And then you can start buying and selling shares of golfers and you can do it throughout the event. So if Colin Morikawa gets off to a slow start on Thursday, you want to buy some shares of him, uh, you can probably get him at a pretty good discount and see where they go over the course of the week. The, the big news for Jock Market that came out this week is they just got... $10 million in VC funding. That is very good. It is a very good sign that uh, the, the venture capitalist uh, industry, that, that world 
sees them as a, as a winning product or one that can certainly be growing. So I imagine they are going to be adding a ton of new features, uh, growing like a worm. They've already been making updates. They do more than just golf, but of course, I'm biased towards the golf. And it just means that there's more great things coming for a company that launched less than a year ago, which is super soaked. I should have asked, I should have asked for equity when I did this partnership, but hey, you live and you learn. I'm proud of these guys. They're doing a great job. And if you want to look at some of the results from last week, the data is on my website. KH Lee last Wednesday night sold for $3.37, paid out the full first place prize, $25. And this is where someone says, but Rick, he was a hundred to one or whatever. Why wouldn't you just bet him out right? Well, at $3.33, you would have made KH Lee, made money on KH Lee like for every position from 40th up. So different game, lots of fun. Highly encourage you to get over there. Uh, use the code RICK50. RICK50 gives you a $50 deposit bonus because it is a major championship week. So there is a huge deposit bonus. Hey, Rick, what are your thoughts on going with, uh, oh, Van Tonder, a serial winner in South Africa and Europe and freeze up? Yeah, so I don't know. This is Davi, right? I don't know much about him. I'll be honest with you. If I get a chance to do some research, I'll try to tweet it out. Um, the other South Africans I'm more familiar with, Higo and Burmeester, not not as sure about Van Tonder, or probably Fun Tonder is probably the way they pronounce that. What would, oh God, what would the Vegas odds be on Rick breaking 100 at Kiwa Island? Uh, on the front nine? Uh, I think I could do that. Um, I, I, it would be plus 10,000. No, that's probably too much. No, I don't know. No, it's probably not. Plus, I, I, there's no chance I break 100 out there. I shoot in the low to mid 80s around here. You put me on that course in those wind conditions. No, there's, there's, it's 10,000 to one, 100,000 to one. I don't know. I'll never do it. I'll never do it. End of the week, what does the top 10 look like? How many bombers, ball strikers, short game specialists are in the top 10? Interesting. Um, I think you'll see, I think you're going to see some shorter guys. Like I'm pretty bullish on guys like Brian Harmon. I think you're going to see um, some of the short game specialists like a Patrick Reed. I really like his chances this week. And of course, I think you're going to get one or two of those 10K guys. So I think you're going to see a pretty big, a pretty good mix. You know, most people tend to only ever look at who wins golf tournaments and they try to take whoever wins the golf tournament and spread it out to the rest of the, of the, of the field and say, well, this is what it takes to find success. So you could have the, the bomber who finishes first and you could have, uh, you know, no other bombers in the top 50 and everyone's like, oh, you got to be a bomber to win here. It's just, it's false. It's why I, I do my course stats the way that I do with the regression model. And I look at every single player, um, but I think you have a pretty good mix. I don't think it's going to be any one type of skill set. Ryan says, Hey Rick, love the show. Thank you. Um, I bet Hovland outright at 25 to one. I like single entry and three max format. If Hovland is 30 plus, do I just fade him and play with Hideki? Yes. So especially if you've already bet him outright. So um, here's the situation that we've got going on here. And let me get my columns adjusted. Um, Hovland is, to me, projected to be the highest owned golfer on the slate, 27%. It's actually down from about the 31% that I was projecting a day ago. But uh, we're starting to see that 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 ownership spread out a little bit. Patrick Reed getting a little bit more. Uh, Xander, I believe, got a little bit more here. So if you've already got a bet on on Hovland, I, you know there's there's a really good case to be made that when golfers get towards twenty seven or thirty percent owned, uh, there's no way you could play them, especially for a guy who's ninety three hundred dollars. And it's not a knock against Victor Hovland; he's been phenomenal. But in three maxes and in single entries, Hovland's Hovland's 
uh, ownership is only going to be higher than this. It's going to be like 35, 40%. It's going to be massive. Remember Scotty Scheffler was last week? Scotty Scheffler in the $200 single entry last week, I think was 43% owned. Uh, I was one of those squares. That's my bet. That was a whiff. Um, I think I think we're approaching that for Victor Hovland. And are you telling me, so literally not even one-eighth of the ownership, Ryan, uh, I have Hideki at 2.6, one-tenth of the ownership. Um, you should definitely play Hideki in that situation. Shouldn't we be buying Patrick Cantlay at single-digit ownership if, he str- if his struggles have been with the putter and everyone else says these greens aren't as hard to putt on? Yes and no. So uh, I, compl- I, gr- I completely agree that his struggles have been with the putter, but those are not his only struggles. So if we go and look at his recent results here, this is terrifying. Six consecutive measured events where he has lost strokes putting. That is very, very concerning, Clinton. Uh, the other thing that is also concerning is this stretch right here. Last three and four of his last five, he's lost strokes on approach. That's scary. That that shouldn't be happening if you are Patrick Cantlay. I am still very much a believer that he is going to uh, figure it out. He's way too good not to. He's he's way too good to miss. I mean, missing four out of his last six cuts has probably never happened in his career. Uh, he's in a, he's in the midst of a really bad stretch right now. But if it was just the putter, Clinton, I'd be a little bit a little bit more bullish. But to me, it's not. Who is someone that you like that n- no one is on? And who is your top fade over 10K? Well, I did the fades video, so you can go check that out. Uh, also, um, that no one is on. Like, I'm I'm growing fast on Hideki. Like, big time on Hideki. And I showed this, I think I showed this in an, another video, but I'm not positive. Um, I was really worried about Hideki at Byron Nelson last week, and he was phenomenal. 2.6 off the tee, 3.2 on approach, one stroke putting. He's a good putter. I can't believe I just said that. But in his last like eight starts, Hideki's been a, a good putter, or at least way better than he used to be. Uh, this 4.49 that he lost around the green, by far the worst in his last six years. Uh, probably unlikely to happen again. Probably the thing he needed to, to knock the dust, the rust off with. Uh, I'm very bullish on Hideki. And if you made me fade someone over 10K, I mean, they're over 10K for a reason. Bryson. The reports for Bryson weren't great this week from what we've heard on the, on the course already. What part of Sergio's game fell apart last week? Oh, fell apart on Friday. And is he, is he worth a look this week? Well, we can go round by round if you'd like. So let's do this. Sergio Garcia is right here. Round by round, uh, well, basically everything went wrong. Lost strokes on approach, lost strokes around the green, hemorrhage, strokes putting. That was actually his worst putting, single worst putting round since the 2020 Wyndham. So it's been a while uh, for Sergio. So uh, that's what went wrong. I, I'm i like a four out of 10 in terms of excitement for Sergio. I'm probably on the uh, on the wrong side of it. Some great content this week. Thank you very much. I was wondering if you who you'd pick if you had to choose between Keegan and Charlie Hoffman. So uh, both of these guys, if you've been if you've been watching for the last couple of of weeks and months, uh, you'll understand are doing great things via uh, ball striking. Charlie Hoffman uh, getting significantly disrespected, uh, doing it in an in an excellent way. Uh, so I, I really like both of these guys. Uh, Keegan's going to be about two and a half percent or two and a half times more owned than Charlie Hoffman at, at this current rate. So I would probably give the edge to Hoffman. Let that break my tie because both of them are pretty good. Uh, Jeffrey says, Rick on DK, 
Who would be your last man in? I know you talked about Burmeester. I did at 6,300, but maybe someone who's a tad higher. Not willing to go down that low, Jeffrey. Not willing to go down to the 6,300 mark. How about... Oh, boy. I don't mind Brendan Steele. Pretty good ball striker. I don't mind Lanto. If you want to go higher than that, the 69s have both Sink and Palmer. I think that's fine. Um, I don't know. I, I just think for the money and for the flexibility that Burmeester gives you and for the fact that he's uh, won and the, and his win was basically better than a Puerto Rico Open or a uh, Punta Cana win, which again, for what it's worth, um, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm just happier to, to save the 600 bucks and go there. In 2012 event, there were a lot of short hitters near the top of the leaderboard. Though Today, though, long hitters are so much longer than they used to be. Wouldn't that put short hitters at a big disadvantage or am I overthinking it? You're overthinking it because it's not like the long hitters are the only ones who got longer. The short hitters got longer. So I think you're overthinking it. Kevin. Uh, much appreciated, Kevin. So Kevin Erickson's with a super chat. Thank you very much. And he paid in Canadian, which I'm pretty sure is a bad exchange rate for you, Kevin. So much appreciated. Uh, really think that Brooke Henderson. Oh, I really think Brooke Henderson win this week and looking to do a few parlays with the PGA championship winner. Oh, interesting. Okay. So if you're going to do a double, uh, you certainly have to take guys from the top, right? So would you do, I mean, Rory, Jordan and uh, actually the number on DJ is getting much longer than it probably should be. And the, the, um, the reports are good about DJ this week. It's just like, Hey, he's absolutely striping it. He looks like he's, he's rocking and rolling. He can pierce the wind. I'm actually kind of growing on DJ as we've got eyes on the course, getting a little cooler on Rom, getting a little cooler on Bryson DeChambeau. So I think that, uh, if you're trying to get, and you gotta, you gotta double this with somebody at the top of the board, Kevin, it's probably got to be one of those three. So good luck. If, if you hit that, it'll certainly, uh, it'll certainly help in a big way. And thanks for the super chat. Mike says, Rick hope under armor can hook you up with the new treasure chest map. Me too, man. Uh, under armor. My uh, PO box is open. I'm sitting four out of four fifty and a one and done. Should I deploy Rory or Xander this week? Thinking I'll save the other for Tory. Interesting. So, uh, I was going to say Rory because Xander at Tory or, but, but then I read at the next one at Tory, um, Xander was really bad at Tory until this last time, right? I think he had missed a bunch of cuts. We know he's a local kid, but he kind of got over that. I think, I think he finished third at the farmers this year. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it was a top five. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting more comfortable using Xander at Tory. So I would probably just deploy Rory this week in Xander at the U S open. Hey Rick, thanks for what you do. Thank you. Uh, you mentioned Palmer in the six K range is a concern. Did did I say Ryan Palmer was a concern? I don't remember. I, I was definitely not on Palmer last week at $9,100. Um, I do not believe I said that. Uh, if I did, I was misinterpreted. You mentioned Palmer. Oh, sorry. I completely misread this. You mentioned Palmer as far as the 6K range is concerned. My bad, my bad, my bad. Any other guys you would like maybe Phil or burn? Yeah, so I'm still, um, I'm still very bullish on Phil. I, I think that... Unfortunately, he's going to have to rein it in with the driver because we talked about the same issue with Bryson. If you start going in the wrong direction and you're off, there's nothing to stop your ball, although he's been much better off the tee recently. So I'm still pretty bullish on Phil uh, Burns Viesberger. There were times you would have gotten me to uh, really commit on Burns. The, the results 
uh, I, I haven't been as impressed with uh, recently. He's not making as much noise. He's relying a little bit too much on the short game. I'm, I'm not loving that. I'd probably just go with sync there. <clears throat> hey, Rick, rank these four. So I generally don't like to do this, but at least Aiden said for single entry cash gate, which is better. Most people say rank these. and I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking for what. So uh, I don't play a lot of cash games, but I think you would have to go probably the order you have them in. Um, Hoffman would be one. Harmon would probably be last, although I do kind of like him. I could flip Harmon and Lowry. They're both in the three, four, and I could flip Hoffman Connors. They're both in the one, two. I would probably go Hoffman Connor. I think I might go with the way you have it. Hoffman Connors, Lowry Harmon. I think you have it right. I don't know if you did that on purpose. Leishman or Morikawa in the one and done. Probably Morikawa is Burns trustable in hard conditions. Seems he's only good in birdie fest. Au contraire, Peyton. Oh, contraire, my friends. Let's pull up his holy grail. I'm thinking of one tournament in particular. Um, now, and I might be proved wrong on this, but let me see. And I'm thinking of one on the West Coast at Torrey Pines called the Farmers Insurance Open. So here he is. He finished 18th. That was way worse than it looked. He was in the final group on Sunday. He was in the final group with Patrick Reed, four putts the first green, and he was never the same. So for the vast majority of the holes at Torrey Pines, which was very difficult, he was in contention. He was playing well. Um, what else did he do? Genesis, third, Riviera. I'd say that's a hard course. He did miss the cut at the Arnold Palmer. He did miss the cut at the players. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't think it's only birdie fest, Peyton. He's missed some cuts. At hard events, he has played well at hard events. Speed ownership on DK, high but tolerable or too high to be able to stomach in large-scale GPP. So the problem, Evan, is that I think no matter what number I have on speed, he probably comes in over top of it. So I have him at 19% right now, which I agree. If that was the number you promised me right now, um, it would be very tolerable. I think he's just always going to come in. You've got you've got the the casuals playing this week. It's we know he's playing well. I think he comes in at 25, which is starting to get to be too much to stomach. But I think if you could build, so most people are going to build, or a lot of people are going to build Spieth Hovland. If you if you build Spieth Hideki, now you're cooking. I think that's the better way to do it. <clears throat> um, Chris reaches with a super chat. Reaches reach. Wretches, reaches, uh, loving all the updates to the site lately. Thank you. Who does Mina have this week? That's my wife. Uh, it's her birthday, actually. So good, good time to ask that. Uh, she says, she's sending me a message. <laughs> DB straight vibing. DB on her B day. She's DB straight vibing. So there you go, Chris. Thank you very much for the super chat. Uh, much appreciated. And I will try to find my spot back here again. Rick, thanks for the content. Do you think DJ will play better now that the spotlight seems to be off of him, hoping his ownership is low? I do not think he he cares about that. He is coming in around 13%. The reports from the grounds this week are very favorable towards Dustin Johnson. Oh, baby. These are the weeks we live for. Good luck, Rick. Let's ship some tourneys. That's right. Good luck, everybody. Ho Here's a question. Is Morikawa, Hovland, and Spieth a good base? It is a good base, Dozier. It is just going to be an incredibly popular one. 
Hey, Rick, given the wind, who are some of the best Euro guys? Uh, I do like Shane Lowry. He's been playing well, short games, kind of a short game specialist. He's someone that I think uh, is, 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 is at the intersection of good play and good course fit. Um, trying to think some of the Euro guys, or I'm sorry, the Australian guys are usually pretty good in the wind. Like Cam Smith, I think gets a little bit of a boost here. Guys like that. Are you doing PM AM uh, stacks? Not yet. Although, you know, we were looking at it Friday afternoon, I think looked to be a hair more difficult. I'm not sure that is um, necessarily going to be the case. I'm going to keep an eye on it, Thomas. The problem with this course is it's kind of always exposed. There's kind of always, um, I, I just, I think, I think even a 15 mile an hour wind or a 12 mile an hour wind, it feels worse there. So I'm, I'm probably not going to play this game unless we play, unless we see a huge difference, which I doubt we will. John says, I love it when you ramble. Yeah, I, it tends to happen, but I guess, uh, it's good for information. Hey, Rick, your best three survival mode players. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, I'm guessing like they have to make the cut like a survivor pool. I'm not positive. Uh, and do I get to pick anybody? I would say speed. Morikawa, Hovland. So just go super chalky. I'm not sure what that means. Sorry. For a pool, I have to pick one low-ranked former champ. Steve Stricker, Padraig Harrington. Uh, scoring former has money earned. Probably Stricker. I've answered some of these, which is good. Slick Rick, someone got a haircut. That's right. Just like an hour ago. Two hours ago. Let me quaff it. Now it's all messed up. Um. Got to pick one for DK purposes, Paul Burn, Paul Casey or Sam Burns. Wow. So I'm I'm very bullish that Paul Casey is not getting as well respected because of um, his win coming on the European tour does not factor into like his PGA tour strokes gain stuff. And if you start looking at what everyone on tour has done since the start of 2021, um, you're going to see Paul Casey's name a lot. He's right here. So he has 28 rounds. He is like the eighth best player in this field. And again, this doesn't include his European tour win. And then if you sort by strokes gained approach or strokes gained ball striking, uh, you can see that that's how he's doing it. Now, the good news is around the greens, he's been pretty darn good this year and he's been a zero putter. That is the combination for Paul Casey uh, to find a lot of success. So I, I'm, I'm pretty, oh, by the way, I think Casey is an option for uh first round leader. He is, he's got an early tea time, plays well on in morning tea times, plays well on um, in first rounds. And if you can find a hot putter, I think I like it. Good afternoon, Rick. I watched your DFS one and done video this week. Patrick Reed looking really good in the database. Any best bets for Reed? Yeah, I think I bet him top 10 um, and you can bet him out, right? What do you, I mean, Circa's got, uh, it's unfair the numbers that Circa have. So I don't know what you can get him at 30. 35, something like that. Uh, I like, I like Patrick Reed a lot. Why do you think Scheffler isn't getting any love today? Um, it, recency bias. It is because everybody played him last week and it didn't come out all that well. So, uh, you should just go right back to him. I mean, he's a great player. If you liked him last week, you should like him this week as well. Are you, <laughs> I fell right into this trap. Tokyo Swan, who who comments about Billy Horschel every single video that I do. Are you worried about missing out on the plus ev plus plus ev Billy Ho this week thanks to the new beard? I am worried about that. Yes. <laughs> Three p.m. live is hard uh, as we are at work. LOL. Need to do these later in the day. I'm at work, Reggie. I'm working. Uh, the good news is you can watch this later. You don't have to watch it live. Drop your question in in the morning. Drop your question in on Monday. I'll get to it. No worries. 
What stats are you focused on this week? Uh, I did the custom model earlier. How important is low ball flight to you? Not that important. And any names that pop on low ball flight, I'm not. It's that's almost like the wind soapbox issue that I have. You can go get the apex number. If you go look at the apex, you'll realize I don't even think it's every single shot that they hit. Uh, these guys can play a lot of different shots. Seeing how they play or hit their apex on like a random. Thursday at rocket mortgage with no wind does not help it. Right. There was no reason to hit it low. I just, it's, it's a backwards, it's a backwards way of thinking about it. Why did Hovland skyrocket odds wise? Did the public move his price? Did he move a lot? Um, I'd have to look at see and see this, but, uh, I mean, yeah, he's a very popular golfer this week. He's got two wins. Both of them, both of them are, are on past Palm. He's been piling up top tens. He's, he's excellent. Getting a spam phone call. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> how many core players do you normally use two to four in any given contest? Having a hard time coming up with my lineups. I use a core cascading method, uh, which is a very tight core. It's about six golfers. And then I rotate them out. There's a video on it on my YouTube channel. And, uh, if I'm, if I'm just hand building, yeah, I keep it really tight. Three, four guys, uh, bop a couple, you know, swap a couple guys in and out and see what, see what happens there. Thoughts on Bubba versus Burns and Charles versus Peters. I actually like both Bubba and Burns. I probably wouldn't touch that. I would probably prefer Schwartzel over Peters, uh, is probably the way that I would go there. Uh, oh, look at this. Kevin Erickson back in the super chat. Thank you very much. She says, happy birthday, Mina. Wow. How good is that? Thank you very much. And then Tyler Yates, also with a super chat, thank you, says, what are your thoughts on Zalatoris versus M? Well, we can run it. Let's run it. Um, I'm going to go to the head-to-head matchup tool. This is on rickrungood.com. It looks like this. And if we go, let's go since the start of 2020 and see what happens. Actually, that's not fair. We're going to have to change that. I'll do Sungjae versus Zalatoris. And we got to go We got to go more recent because uh, – Willie Z like wasn't even on the tour. So here we go. So since the start of 2021, I have Zalatoris winning this matchup about 63% of the time, making his money line minus 176. Uh, so take that and go look at your book and see if that would work for you. What are your thoughts on Fitzpatrick? Yeah, uh, incredibly bullish on Fitzpatrick last week and he missed the cut. I'm cool with it. I'm happy to go right back to it. He has proven uh, time and time again that he can contend on a lot of different golf courses. It doesn't, even on courses that don't seem like they would be a good fit for him, he's finding a way to be on the first page of the leaderboard. I'm right back to it. Best $7,000 golfer. Okay. Well, let's look. There's a lot of them to choose from. Best one? Neiman, but he hasn't been good in majors. I don't know if we care about that, but he does kind of, um, he has the low ball flight narrative. He's been playing well. I think if you just said, which one of these guys is the best, it's probably him. I do like Bubba this week. Um, I'd probably go somewhere around there. Tips for large office type pools with DK format. Guessing a lot of folks will take the big household names. Certainly will. Feels like I can take a little bit different strategy than big DFS pools. Yeah. I mean, those things are just going to be chalk fest. You, you should be playing the game theory uh, game. Hey, Rick, can you rank these guys? Again, I try to avoid these questions because I don't know what this is for. But in like just to finish higher, I'll say um, Burns, Hoffman, Harmon, Wallace is probably the way that I would go. Greetings from Dublin. It's not 3 p.m. in Dublin. I'll tell you that. Thank you for checking in, Shane. 
Give me a reason not to play Spieth. Uh, he will be very popular. There is no other reason not to play him. Um, like, right? Like, like, let's be clear here. He, this is, and I know this is going to, this is going to rub people the wrong way, but the same thing was about Cantlay at the players and he missed the cut. And so golf is weird. The, the reason that you would not play him is that he's going to be very popular and golf is weird. But since the start of 2021, five months, he's by far the best player on tour. He's a very creative player. Um, he's long enough. I'm not worried about the wins. There is no real statistical momentum, whatever type of reason to not play, uh, Jordan Spieth, it is a game theory avoidance is what you're doing. <laughs> and I hope everyone is enjoying their Arnold Palmer spiked. Yeah, that's an ad that we, that's an ad that we have on, um, on the first cut and, uh, they're fun. They're a lot of fun. Hey Rick, thanks for all the great, uh, content in one and done. I need to make up a lot of ground. Okay. So what are we doing here? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So you could go DJ Will Zalatoris. Okay, I wouldn't mind using DJ here. I think the sentiment is 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 worried about DJ, right? It's why his odds are longer than they probably should be. And all reports are good right now. And he is the number one player in the world. I, If you need to make up ground and you get a chance to use the number one player, you should probably do it. How much salary do you need? To, do you leave on the table in the Millie Maker? Uh, okay, so let me show you this. So there is no amount of money that you could tell me is... Uh, not is like not enough to, to to leave on the table here. So let me do this. Rick run good optimal. I'm searching this on Twitter because I literally tweet these out every single week. Last week, the optimal lineup, the best lineup you could have had, forty nine thousand two hundred dollars. It scored seventy more points than anybody uh, had in any contest. It would have obviously won any contest. The optimal lineup always does. The week before that, forty nine thousand four hundred. The week before that, forty nine thousand one hundred. The week before that. 46,100. The week before that, 49-1, 47-8, Well, it's because Brandon Hagee wasn't in the field. 49-6, 48,000, There we go. Finally, uh, in February, $50,000, 48-9, 9 What, what are you noticing here? The optimal lineups are never $50,000. There is not, there is not an amount that you could tell me that you are leaving on the table that you think you would be uh, hindered by. Uh, to answer the original question, most people use 50, 49.9 or 49.8. If you leave any more than that, you are in the, you are in the vast minority. Um, but leave a thousand, who cares? Build, I build so many lineups that do well that I cap at 49,000. A couple of guys longer than 100 to one caught my eye sink and Homa. Yeah. I'm pretty happy with both these guys. Homa's got bones on the bag this week. Um, has proven that he can play well on difficult courses with tough fields and sinks already got two wins. Yeah. Don't mind it all. Kevin says, hit the like button. Thank you. With scrambling becoming more important, who are value priced golfers who excel in that area? Well, a couple ways we can do this. We can go to the Holy grail. We can sort by strokes gain around the green since the start of the year. We can start looking for cheap guys. Kevin Na, 6,900. He's the best with the smallest sample size. Ricky Fowler, Christian Bezadenhout, uh, Dylan Fratelli who I have an autographed card of if anybody wants to buy it off of me. Uh, Benny on, although there's problems otherwise there, but uh, Steve Stricker and Brendan Todd. Those are your value short game players. Still bullish on Catlin after last week, probably more so. Um, he came over here, he got to play around. I worry about his lack of distance, but he is much better in the short game than a lot of his peers. Will Jazz Jana Wananand make the cut? 
Uh, I don't know. I just wanted to say his name. Best golf content in the biz. Great work, Rick. Thank you very much. What are your thoughts on lineup construction this week in larger dollar single entry? I am going a uh, stars and scrubs approach. And let me show you why. So we know that in single entries, the ownership is for the chalky guys is always even higher. Um, so the way that these natural builds look is something like Spieth, Hovland, uh, maybe you can get Burger or Answer, and then you go down here and people are living in the 7K range, so they're probably getting like two or three of these guys. Um, you know, Casey, Connors, Keegan. I'm going a different way. I'm going Stars and Scrubs to try to avoid this kind of more natural build that most people are going with. How much weight are you putting into course correlation? We've been hearing it from golfers' mouths themselves. They feel whistling straight is a carbon copy of Kiowa. I've heard that too. Um, the problem is we have what? One tournament at whistling straights? Uh, the problem is even if you think it's a straight corollary, it is um, – we don't have a huge sample size. The more the week goes on, the more I like Hideki. Welcome to the party, Biggie Balls. Uh, yes, talked about him quite a bit. Looks like 309 watching and 89 likes. What the heck, team? Thanks, Quinn. Much appreciated. And then he says, Adam Scott plus 114 over Sergio full tourney. Well, one way to find out. You know what's nice is just take the gut out of it. Let this model, which has been very successful, do the work. Who is it versus Sergio? I'm I'm gonna probably have to open this up because Adam Scott does not play a lot. So since the start of 2021, Sergio wins it 70% of the time. If you go back further, Adam Scott wins it 56% of the time. So depending on the time frame you want to use here, um, this would probably be the one that you would want to use if you want to justify an Adam Scott bet. I've answered a lot of these, which is nice. Uh, Evan says, "Hey Rick, finished 11th in the 100K last week. What do you think of Bubba? Like him a lot." Can you show how to get the best scores for all golfers? Oh, okay. So um, the Holy Grail lets you sort by like a million different things. So if we go to the Holy Grail here, I have this sorted by uh, everybody in this field. And if we're going to do round by round, we should probably open this up to the full six years. Because if you just do since the start of 2021 or something, we're not going to have a huge sample size. So here we go. So here are the big names at the top. Uh, you go by round one. John Rahm, number one golfer, 86 rounds. He's averaging over two strokes gained per round. Patrick Cantlay, Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson. Those are no surprises, right? You're kind of looking for some names that might be different. Kucher, Fowler, Rose, Christian Bezadenhut, only 18 rounds. There's, there's Casey. Casey is um, uh, certainly, for me, a, a round one, first one leader bet. Then you start looking at round two. You can do the same there, and you can say, okay, now Morikawa in round two. Uh, you can go to round three, round four. Let's look at round four. Round four is DJ again, Dean Burmeester only has two of them, but he's played well. Bryson, Hideki pops up there. So uh, that's how you do it, Barry. Enjoy. DJ or Xander for one and done? Uh, DJ. Depends where you're at. If you need to make up ground, play DJ. If you're near the top, play Xander. Grillo is worth a sprinkle this week. Yes, I agree. To, uh, plays better on Paspalum. Uh, plays better on the coastal courses because he's a flusher. I do not mind that one single bit. He's seven thousand dollars. If I'm if I'm skipping your question, uh, I've already answered it. And go back to the go back to the rewind a little bit. You mentioned cooling on Rom. You hearing chatter from the course? Yeah, hearing a lot of chatter. So we've got. I mean, 
We've got a lot of CBS guys down there. I've got a lot of other people that I know down there. So we've got eyes on a lot of these guys. Um, Rom does not look sharp. That that is that has been the consensus. He is, does not look sharp. Uh, Bryson also does not look sharp. Now, can these guys? Are these guys just working on different things? Who knows? I'm just telling you from what I what I've heard. Rom and Bryson are spraying it. Uh, DJ looking really good. Morikawa looking good as well. <clears throat> No, I probably like Burmeester over Higo, and Cameron Smith is indeed a good play, obviously, depending on what you are trying to do. Is Burger scrambling good enough for this track? For sure. Burger's just good all over the place. If you were going to play 100% of one player this week in a GPP, oh my God. Regardless of salary, who would it be? Well, I've got to, I've got to kind of think about salary, right? Or no. Um, I mean, regardless of salary, Jordan. Or, or ownership, I guess. But like, if you made me I, like Hideki, I'm really growing on Hideki. I just, the, the 2.6%, it can't end at that, right? It cannot end at that. What are we doing guys? Um, it's just, he's, he's laying the blueprint. I talk about laying the blueprint all the time and he is. Would you feel better about, uh, Cam Smith and Brian Harmon or Burns and Willie Z? Oh, Man, I love both of those guys, or all four of those guys, really. I think I'd still feel better about Burns and Willie Z, but it's close. Are you concerned that one day Burns shot over par 74 was the windy third round at Genesis? No, and Oliver, you have been around, and you know you're going to set me off on this soapbox. I'm going to do it. The wind stuff is... I hate the wind stuff. All right. And then there are other sites out there that will show you like, Oh, was it windy this day or was it not? Well, what does that mean? Was it 15 mile an hour sustained winds? Uh, was it when those guys were on the golf course? Was it a left to right? Or was it a right, a right to left wind? Um, some of these guys like the wind so they can hold their ball up into it. It matters what direction it's coming from. Uh, did, did they get gusted in the middle of a swing? Uh, was there, uh, was there a more exposed part of the course and, and they played, uh, that side of the course when it was super calm. Like there are just too many factors to say, to look at the past weather forecast and say it was windy. Average wind, 15 miles an hour. That means nothing. So I'm concerned that, that burn shot a 74 or shot over par at Riviera. I'm concerned about that, but it's not because it was the wind. So Oliver, thank you. You might've been intentionally trying to trigger me. Cause you know, you know where I was going with that. Do you think we'll have a repeat major winner or a first timer? Oof. Oof. Well, first timers would be like Hovland of the favorites. So it would be like Hovland, Rom, uh, Xander. Man, all these guys have won majors. Um, Cantlay. Uh, so I'll take a repeat winner <laughs> of all the favorites. They all already have one biggest fade that we will all regret fading. Good question. Let's say Bryson. So, so the, the idea, and, I, and I'll be a part of this, but the idea is like Bryson is by design, incredibly volatile. So he is either going to win a golf tournament by five or six shots, or he's going to miss the cut and he's going to make an eight, a nine, a 10. Like that's by design. Um, so when things click, Brian, it's, it's, it's curtains for everybody else. So that, that would be that it's always terrifying to fade Bryson one and done sitting fifth out of 100 DJ JT Morikawa read available. Any preference or do I just look at who is used ahead of me? Uh, yeah, just look, 
all of them are great. I'd, I'd probably, maybe I'd kick Reed out of that group and go DJ, JT, Morikawa. You can play Reed a lot of places. I'd probably just go there. I've answered a lot of these, which is good. <clears throat> John says, hey, just joined the site. Finally pulled the trigger. Love the different options. Thank you. Thoughts on Shane Lowry? Yeah, so I mentioned it earlier, but I don't think I kind of dove into Lowry. And I'm not a big Lowry guy. So the fact that I'm kind of gaining steam on him this week, I think is noteworthy. So we've seen him, you know, he's got the two top tens in the last couple of starts. One of them was at the player's championship. That's a Pete Dye course. Of course, Pete Dye course, of course, by the way, both of his top tens, Pete Dye courses. And, uh, he is a kind of a short game specialist, but we're starting to see the iron game come around a little bit. This concerns me, the driver, he's got to keep the ball in play, but this could be considered a linksy sawgrass is the way my buddy Kyle Porter, uh, described it. So I, I, I agree with that statement. So I, I am, I am certainly warming John on uh on Shane Lowry is Dean Burmeester AJ going to win me a million dollars I hope so because if he wins you a million dollars uh that would be very good and also uh he would help my lineups out as well so hopefully hopefully just finish like t8 right like I just pay a lot of money for a t8 right now <clears throat> hey Rick if I want to decide trying to decide if I want to max my salary and go with Xander or drop down and go with cam. So how much would that, how much difference would that leave you? So, uh, Xander is 96 cam is 89. Do that. And you'll have a unique lineup drop down deep dive on Patrick Reed, please. I mean, you said, please. So I guess we'll do it. I mean, there's not the good thing about Reed is there's really no secrets here. Um, so let's do this. Let's do Reed. So there's no secrets, right? I mean, the short game's magnificent. He 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 wins the farmers. That's a tough course. Uh, plays well at, at Quail Hollow at the Wells Fargo Championship last time we saw him. Plays well at the Masters top 10 there. Uh, what I like about his, his off the tee game is he has a go-to shot. That little baby draw that he can hit, he knows where it's going. He knows how to keep it in play. That's big. Not going to usually gain a ton of strokes on approach, but he is pretty good with his long irons. What are we going to get this week? Long irons. Short game, second to none. Magnificent. Um Big game hunter, nine wins. Almost all of them are like legitimate big time events. Yeah, there's just no surprises here. But I can't be the only guy out there who mimics the and we're back. That's what, no, I said that was a little too excited. And we're back. That's how I said every first cut. I'm definitely going to start saying, oh boy. I say, oh boy, 19 times a day. It's probably very annoying for my wife. She thinks she probably hates me at this point. $6,900 range. Who is going to be the most popular? Oof, well, one way to find out Palmer, 6%. Uh, oh, th that's it. Just 6,900 Palmer at six and a half percent. Stewart at 3.3 Schwartzel at 68, 7.3%. That's what I have. Sorry. I wasn't showing you the cheat sheet. There it is. Jeff says for wave advantages, do you think PM AM? I think it is worth consideration. I think as of right now, if you made me pick, I would prefer PM AM. I do not think it is a big enough difference to matter. And I think that the wind can change and can kick up um, out of our uh, unpredictably. So, so Jeff, I, I'm not, I'm not doing it, but if you made me, uh, if you made me pick, it'd be PMAM. Ian just says Seinfeld trivia. I just love that. That's the point we're at right now. Okay. Best $7,000 to $7,300 player in a single entry, 11 man contest. All right. So you can probably go pretty chalk here. This sounds like a guy, Shane, like you need to fill out one roster spot and an 11 man. You could probably just take Siwoo. Uh, he'll be very, Siwoo or a uh, Grillo for me. Um, both are fine. 
Would you take Justin Rose or Brian Harmon? I can't believe we're at the point where that's a question. I actually do like Brian Harmon. Um, he is, let's let's do a, a dive on Harmon. I had to use him in our CBS one and done this week because I burned everybody else, but I actually don't necessarily mind it as much. So here we go. B harms. Uh, the good news about Brian Harmon, he's not long, but gains strokes off the tee pounds fairways. Very important here. Very important. He's going to hit like three wood into par threes, but that's okay. Short game magic. Love to see this. Um, I don't like to see that he lost seven, nearly eight strokes on approach to Wells Fargo championship. That's probably unlikely again, l- unlikely to happen again. That's probably this worst event, third worst event, uh, in my database. So I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a believer in Harmon. I am not a believer in Justin Rose. What's up, Rick? I got just got your website. Thank you. Do you think the custom model if a 30 is on scrambling is too much? I do not only because I don't want to put 30 on any one stat, but also uh scrambling's not a great stat. You could use stroke skin around the green if you want. Oh my gosh, Quinn. Don't use the don't use the uh question mark exclamation point. Sounds like you're yelling. 20% speed ownership. Do you like any Woodland? I'm going to have to see more from Woodland. How do we feel about Hatton? There's the first Hatton question. I actually like Hatton. Um, all around game, when he gets going, his irons are sweet. He is uh, he has the Euro angle if you want to play that. And he's a winner. I don't mind that one single bit. Won the API. Very difficult Bay Hill when he won it. No problem with that at all. If you could be one pro golfer, who would it be? Ugh. God, the answer here has to be Rory. Right? Rory's a cool guy. He's got the accent ton of money, sweet swing, young still, or at least I can say young to me, um, has to be Rory, right? What are the other options? Like hot, like Morikawa would be pretty good. That swing for a long time. Oh, already a major winner. It might be Morikawa. Actually, I might change my, I might change my answer, but Rory's already got all that sweet Nike money. I don't know. Might be Morikawa. <clears throat> <laughs> Rick, uh, good to see you, bud. So I need you to talk me out of clicking the lock button on Hovland and playing him in 150 lineups. I, I don't know. Listen, I, if you're going to play Hovland, you should probably lock him in, right? I, you don't want to, I don't think you want to match the field and be like 28%. I don't think you want to be like 35%. You either want to be like 5% or a hundred percent. So if, if you are going to play Hovland, um, that's probably the way to do it. I don't know if I can talk you out of that. The game's the game's sharp. Speed time. Hope so. I really, really hope so. I've answered a lot of these. Oh, here's okay. Greg, Greg corrects me here. So he says, Mark said calling all pockets. That's what he said. In other words, he's he's not calling the corner pocket. He's calling all pockets because balls are flying everywhere. That was in regards to Bryson DeChambeau, by the way. Uh, who was calling all pockets yesterday out on the course. Do we like Ustazen this weekend? I do. Doesn't play often, but when he does, he plays well. He's got a great short game. Um, just played well with Schwartzel. I mean, yeah, like no, no problem there at all. Better finish Schwartzel or Hoffman and Berger or Matsuyama. Are those two different ones or do I pick them? I'll go, if it's two different, I'll go Hoffman over Schwartzel. Matsuyama over Burger, but if I get to choose one of the pairs, I want Burger and Matsuyama. Hey, Rick, thanks for the great content. When you set your DFS lineups and betting card, do you, do you use the same players or do you try to be different on guys? So that's actually a really good question. Um, so I try not to life hedge 
I usually like, if I like guys, I like guys, but I think there are certain guys that are better in certain formats. For example, I would rather bet Victor Hovland this week than play him on DraftKings, just because um, if I'm worrying about him winning, that's great. If he wins, that's awesome. But I think with the, the game theory of DFS, he's probably not someone I can get into my lineups. Someone like a Brooks Kepka, super high risk, super volatile. I think he's too risky for DFS. So I would rather bet him. So it's, it's, I, I like the same guys, uh, but I usually just kind of deploy them differently based on uh, risk and my risk tolerance, essentially. <laughs> Rick, now that I'm a member, can we take away the strokes gain leaderboard for free? I don't like the freeloaders having access. <laughs> I know. It's actually crazy that this thing is free. I got to be honest with you. Some I, I get messages all the time. They're like, are you sure this is free? Uh, this the live leaderboard, which updates throughout the event and gives you strokes. This is like the first one to ever have strokes gain data, draft Kings points, salary position on the field. Uh, and I kept it free because you know, Hey, it's good for the community. Oh boy. Great stuff. As great stuff, Rick with five par fives, there's only four par fives. Um, right. Am I going crazy? There's four par fives out there. Um, how big uh, I don't know what this is. How big with eight pets for Eagles be this weekend? I don't know what that means. With five par fives, is there talk of which are reachable? There's four. How big with eight putts for Eagle? Oh, okay. Uh, this is very confusing, but yes, if you, it would be huge. If you put for Eagle on a par five, it would be huge. I, um, they're not going to be reachable. Not all of them, at least, especially depending on, on the, on the wind. Who is your biggest dark horse out of the top 100 in the world? Oof. I mean, dark horse in terms of ownership, it's still Hideki. Um, Scotty Scheffler is kind of interesting to me and Matt Fitzpatrick are kind of interesting to me. <coughs> um, but that's about it. Hey, Rick, love the site. Thank you. Stuck on Coke rack versus Hoffman versus Siwoo. Oof. I would probably rank them Hoffman, Siwoo, Kokrak. Um, that's probably the order I'd put them in. Favorite Australian this week, Cam Smith. Holy moly, look at that low owner percentage on Hideki. I agree. We are getting to the end here. I'm in overtime, and I've answered a lot of these, and I'm almost in real time. And I've answered a lot. If I'm skipping your question, scroll back. I've watched. I've answered it. Uh, I think that's it. There's another wind question, but I'm trying not to get triggered about it. Okay. I think that's it, boys and ladies. I don't know who's out there. Um, thank you very much. This has been your live chat for this week's PGA Championship. On your way out, hit the like button. Join us tonight at 15 p.m. Eastern time for the Jock Market Power Hour. Good luck this week. Somebody win a million dollars and send me a screenshot and enjoy it. It's going to be a ton of fun. And there might be court carnage and Kiwa is going to look beautiful on TV. And it starts at 4 a.m. Pacific time, 7 a.m. Eastern time on ESPN plus and goodbye.